Welcome to Profit and Prosper, a podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to make some money while doing what they love. On this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtain and talk about all things business and money, but I promise you this is not your typical boring numbers talk. I'm your host, Sarah Young, a CPA and CFO with over a decade of experience in finance, business, and leadership. I'm going to share everything I've learned from helping my clients grow more profitable businesses and keep more of what they earn while growing my own successful business along the way. You'll feel empowered and confident that you too can grow your wealth, live a rich life, and have an impact. Stick with me and you might even start to think that finance is fun. Let's dive in. Welcome back to this week's episode. In this episode, I want to plant a seed um, and talk about exit strategies or what are you going to do when it's time to step back from your business down the road. And I want you to understand this is actually something I want you to think about early on and most business owners don't. So this is why I want to just plant the seed here and start putting some of these things into your mind because I don't want anybody to get to a place where you have to step back from your business and you don't have any good options for yourself because you didn't put things in place years ago. And I have actually seen this happen. I think you probably, if you listen to episode 25, where I interviewed um, Caitlin, who was the financial advisor or wealth advisor, we talked about some clients that we've had that ended up getting stuck in their business longer than they wanted because they didn't have their plan in place. I know most of my audience listening, you, most of you are women, identify as women. And this is something that I feel like this knowledge is kind of reserved for the finance bros. <laughs> like most people I know, most women I know don't know about the exit, the, the exit strategies available to you. You think that like selling your business, for example, is out of reach. And I'm here to tell you it's not. And I'm going to teach you about it today. I'm just going to start planting the seed, like I said, with some of these things so you can start to think about what do you want to do for your business. So in this episode, we will cover why you need to start thinking about your exit now, even if it is decades away, and um, what your exit strategies are high level, how your exit strategy will impact the way that you structure your business. I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes on what it is like to sell a business because I have had clients who have done that. And we'll even talk about how you calculate the value of your business. But before we jump in, please know I'm going to talk about more than just selling your business. That is one exit strategy that I personally really love, um, but it's not the only exit strategy. So I want you to start thinking about your exit strategy today. Um, because I want you to have options available, whether you think you're going to retire in 30 years or 40 years or whatever, like there's a lot of people who say, I'm just always going to work. I love what I do. I never want to stop. And so they tend to put off thinking about the exit strategy. But even if that's you, there are things that might happen in your life later on. You might have health issues um, you might just change your mind. You might get tired of doing it after 30 years and say, you know, I'd really like to step back or sell or do something. Um, and I want you to have more options available to you when that time happens. 
other people like me, I talk pretty openly about like, I want to be able to retire early and I want to sell my business to help fund my freedom fund. And so because I know that that is something in my future, um, I will plan ahead of time for how to maximize what I can get. And I hesitate sometimes to say like, I want to sell my business (laughs) because I know I have clients who listen to this and I want to be clear, like, you know, number one, I believe in transparency, but like, I'm also not going to sell it anytime soon. And then if, and when I do sell it, it will be done in integrity, meaning I'm not going to sell it to somebody who's going to screw everybody over because that's just my personal system, right? Like I want to do best by everybody. And if I do sell my business or when I do, it will be done to someone or we sold to someone who maintains my standards. Okay. I want to talk about the entrepreneurial risk. So when you started your business, I mean, we know that when we quit our jobs and start a business, we are taking on a risk, right? So when we're employees, we get a steady paycheck from our employer week after week, hopefully. Um, And when we're, when we make the transition to working for ourselves, that is not a guarantee. And so you are taking on personal risk by not necessarily having always a steady paycheck. If the business goes under, like that is all on you. That's your personal risk. And I think we need to make sure that we are getting the reward, right? So generally when we take on a higher level of risk, it's because the promise of the reward is greater in the end. And this is why I think we need to make sure we're thinking about the exit strategy is so we can maximize the reward for the risk that you have taken on by running your business and being in it for so long, right? So we want to make sure that you maximize the amount of money that you are able to get out of not just your business along the way, but also when you exit, okay? It will take these strategies a while to play out, like years to play out. So you can't just 99% of the time anyways, you're not going to be able to just look up one day and say, I want to sell my business and maximize the value that you get. You might be able to sell it for good money depending on it. But like, if you know years ahead of time, you want to sell your business, there's things that you do to structure it over the coming years to maximize your profits so that you can sell it for more money, okay? So we're gonna talk a little bit more about this, but just know it takes a while for these things to play out and it's not just something you can snap your fingers and maximize. Now, I have seen clients who sell their business because on like more short notice because they just need to get out and sure, they make money, but they didn't get as much as they could have had they structured things to maximize the value, okay? There are three main exit strategies that I'm going to go over. If you go out and Google exit strategies, you're going to see lists of like 10 plus strategies. And I know because I Googled before just as I was like doing research for this episode. But I like to simplify the exit strategies into three main buckets. Number one, you are going to either wind down or liquidate your business. So this is when you just say, I'm going to shut it down, right? Two, you step back and become more of a passive investor instead of being the CEO. If somebody else runs it for you, but you still get the cash flow um, from the earnings. Or three, 
you sell your business, right? So within each of these, there are many strategies for like who you sell it to. You can sell it to, you know, your kids. You can sell it to a partner or employees or a totally neutral third party, right? Sometimes people will want to acquire your customer list versus your equipment or your assets versus um, your employees or your knowledge, right? Sometimes people sell their business and then go work for the person who bought them. There's so many different ways. I just want to simplify it here again, just to get you thinking, because I think that most of you have not thought about any of these strategies. And I know too, that thinking about becoming a passive investor or liquidating your business or selling can feel like, this is some like super stressful thing. And I mean, yes, it's going to be a big deal when you leave your business, but it doesn't have to be super scary. So your exit strategy should impact the way that you structure your business. So let's talk about each one and how like as a CFO, if I had somebody come to me and say, I want this to be my exit strategy, then this is how we would maximize what they get right? We maximize the reward based on the end goal. So in exit strategy number one, which is winding down or liquidating your business, what that involves is you literally just shut it down. So what you would do is liquidate the assets, meaning if you have inventory, you sell it off. If you have equipment, you sell it off. You use, if you have a bank account or accounts receivable, you just collect all of the money due to you. And then with the cash that you have from getting rid of all of the assets or collecting on all of your outstanding accounts receivable, you use that to pay off any debts that you own, that you have, and then anything left, you keep. You know, this strategy is honestly my least favorite. <laughs> it's my least favorite strategy because I think that a lot of times people do the wind down because they feel like they have no other way out because they get to a place where they're just like, I can't do it anymore. I want to burn it all down. <laughs> or they do this because, you know, when you see these businesses like going out of business, like their business failed, right? And so they're not going to really get much money out of it because most of the time, if you liquidate, that means that you just haven't created an asset in your business that you could otherwise sell. Winding down, in my opinion, should be like the last resort exit strategy. But if you do want to wind down, if this is, you know, you're like, you know, I just want to like shut my laptop one day and be done, then it's in your best interest to minimize your debt, right? Because when you liquidate, you have to pay off all your debt and maximize the cash that you collect along the way. So if you want to wind your business down, that means along the way, you need to be contributing regularly to a retirement fund or other investments. Could be like retiring from a job, right? When you retire from the job, you don't have that cash flow anymore. And so you need to have your other investments there to keep paying you after the fact. Winding down, minimize your debts, maximize your profits if you can, and then Put that profit intentionally into investments to pay you later. But here's what I'll say. If you do that, then you have a profitable business and you could probably sell the business, <laughs> right? So you could probably sell it and make more money, but some people are just like, no, I just want to shut it. I actually had a client a few months ago who was in the middle of some 
burnout and stress and literally looked at me one day and said, what would, it, what would happen if I just shut it down? And in this case, I was like, well, you have some AR outstanding. You're going to have to finish paying your people for this month and you owe this much in debt. And so after all is said and done, you know, you're not going to collect really any cash or you might end up actually paying some out. So not in the best financial position. And I think a lot of people do that just because they feel backed into a corner. And again, this is why it's so important to plan ahead for exit strategies. Tell me if this sounds like you. Your business is growing and you're making more sales than ever, but you still feel all over the place with your money. You're ready for your cash flow to reflect all the hard work you've put into your business. You're ready to make some money and get paid, but you aren't sure how to get there or what to prioritize next to make it happen. Then let's work on that. My Cashflow Intensive is a one-on-one -on -one service that will have you feeling empowered, invigorated, and super clear on your next steps. And we do it all fast. The intensive is the only way to get my eyes on the behind the scenes of your business without a long-term commitment. In the intensive, I focus on three areas. I'll review your financials and identify profit leaks preventing you from making more money. I'll show you how to streamline your financial systems to bring in more ease and flow. And I will map out a custom plan that will have you adding 50 to $100,000 to your bottom line in the next 12 months. Together, we'll remove the roadblock so you can make more money in your business fast. Learn more about the cash flow intensive and submit an inquiry to get started at trustyoungco.com forward slash intensive. Exit strategy number two is stepping back. So what I mean by stepping back um, is you shift from being the CEO of your business and into the business owner slash investor role. And so there's actually a difference there. So right now, because you are running the day-to-day -day of your business, you are the CEO, you're probably also the COO, the CFO, the CMO, the VA, the whatever, right? <laughs> Over time, as your business matures, hopefully you're able to step out of all of those hats and you're focused more on the CEO role. And for being the CEO and being the business owner, you get to have both the CEO salary and the business owner profit distributions. So there's actually a difference in these roles. And I know I've talked about this in previous episodes, but just high level, the CEO is really working for the business in the business, you know, on the business, right? They're making like the strategic decisions. They're managing the team. They are making sure everything's going according to plan. They're executing the plan versus the business owner is the one who maintains all of the risk and the reward, right? So the business owner is the one who invested into starting the business. Whether you put money into your business to start it up or it was just time, right? Time is money, right? So you're still the one who put in the effort to get the business up and running. And that is different than being the CEO. So the business owner or the investor gets to gets um, ownership of the profit in the business. So when the business makes a profit, you get to take the distributions. So when you have a business where you are generating profit, enough profit to be able to install someone else to be the CEO, or you might call them like the general manager, the president, whatever you want them to be, 
who can run the day-to-day, that enables you to step back, right? And so if you're going to step back, that means you're not going to get the CEO salary anymore because somebody else is doing that role. But you still, if you're successful at doing this, you will have the profit left over in your business. So when you hear, or if you've ever heard people talking about investing in businesses, the way to do that successfully is you have someone running the day-to-day and you as the more passive business owner investor, you maybe just have some oversight of what's going on. You keep track of what's going on without having to be in the weeds every day. And if that sounds good to you, then maybe this exit strategy is for you. But I'm going to tell you, you have to structure your business accordingly well in advance of successfully doing this. Because to be able to step back, you have to have enough profit to pay somebody to run it for you and then have enough profit left over to where you get a healthy profit distribution, right? To, do, to make all that happen, you also need to have systems in place so that somebody else can execute and run the business and all of your departments without you being there day to day. So you have to have solid systems and processes and everything from sales and marketing to operations to finance, right? HR, IT, everything has to be set up so that you do not have to be involved. And that is a lot of work, right? As we all know. You also need to have a solid team in place. So you have to have somebody who can run it day to day. And then you need to make sure you have the people in place who can do all of the things and report to the CAEO, president, GM, whoever they are, right? And so all of that takes time and planning. But I would say this is a really good option for business owners who have a cash cow business, meaning this is a steady, steady business where doing all the things I've said are possible and are achievable for you to be able to do. So potentially this is also good if, you know, some people when we talk about selling, they're like, I just couldn't sell my business, right? Like I just couldn't let go. I want to be involved as long as I can. And so this is a good option if you want to pull back and not be in the day-to-day, but still have the ability to have some oversight and involvement when you want, right? And so I talked earlier in this episode about me selling my business, you know, I'm still well enough away from that to where I'm thinking like, maybe I don't sell it and maybe I do, you know, have somebody else become, you know, the main, the CEO of Young & Co. And I'm just in the background. And if I want to work with a client or if I want to do this or that, I can, but I don't have to, right? And so that's still an option for me too. So know that. Um, Okay, let's now talk about selling, Selling your business can be a really great way to make a lot of money. Well, I was going to say in a short period of time, it takes a while to build it up to be able to make that money in the short period of time, right? So when you sell your business, right, what happens? Number one, most of the time you find a business broker. Sometimes you can, you know, do it yourself, reach out to people or companies reach out to you to try to buy, but a lot of a lot of business owners do find a business broker who will help them manage the whole process, much like a real estate broker. You would get an estimate of the value of your business. So I'll come back to that in a second. You would list it out there um, for sale. Most of the time, privately, like it would be, if I were selling mine, it would be, you know, CFO firm in North Carolina, right? 
So like nobody would look at it and know, oh, that's Sarah, <laughs> theoretically. Um, I've also seen some not get listed and they're just done privately because somebody networked or reached out to somebody and it made it happen. But a lot of businesses do get listed. Then the buyers, the interested buyers will sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. They will look at all the facets of your business, right? You'll have to give them like, here's an overview of your customers, your systems, your team, your financials, your tax returns. They're going to look in all of that stuff, right? Then they make you an offer you accept or not, and you either get all the money up front because they paid in cash or they got a bank loan and the bank gave you all the money, or you sell or finance, meaning the buyer potentially gives you a down payment and then they pay you over, you know, five years or whatever you agree to. Selling your business is really amazing. And it can be what I would call a net worth event, meaning you can get hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in one fell swoop from selling your business. And then you can be made for the rest of your life. So let's talk about how do you calculate the value of your business? Um, and then we'll go back into how you maximize that if you think you do want to sell it one day. How you calculate the value of a business or the selling price of a business varies based on the type of business and industry you're in, but generally it is based on a multiple of your earnings. So when I say a multiple, that means that within an industry, they will say, we value accounting firms at three to four times their earnings. So the multiple is the three or the four. So if I make $100,000 in earnings in my business, then I could potentially sell it for three to $400,000. So three to four times earnings. Multiples vary. I mean, the lowest one I think I've seen on earnings is maybe like two, two and a half. I have seen multiples that exist in some industries um, of like 10 or 20, but that tends to be in specific industries and with very large businesses. You know, for most businesses, like if I'm doing a really rough estimate of a business value, I would probably just use a range of three to four, just as an easy starting point. The other important thing is if you have equipment or assets in your business, usually they'll give you the multiple of the earnings, plus they buy the equipment from you. So they'll pay you whatever the current market value is of your like cars or trucks, or if you have equipment or inventory on hand, they'll buy that from you in addition to giving you the multiple on your earnings. And so what do I mean when I say earnings? <laughs> Generally, when you look at buying a business, the earnings that they're talking about is what we call seller's discretionary earnings, or you might hear it called owner's discretionary earnings. So SDE, seller discretionary earnings, that means you, the person selling, how much are you making off of the business? And this is generally going to be your CEO salary plus profit in the business. And then sometimes they adjust it if you do something like buy a car or something big. Sometimes they'll add back the depreciation because that's not real cash adjustment. Um, sometimes they adjust for other unusual non-recurring things, whatever, right? So seller discretionary earnings, high level, your salary and any profit left over in the business. So again, if your salary is 50K and you have an additional 50K in profit, 
that's 100K in seller's discretionary earnings. If the multiple is three, your sales price is $300,000. If you want to sell your business, then your incentive is to maximize profit because what you wanna maximize is your earnings. So if my multiple is the same, three, and my earnings go from 100K to 500, that means with the multiple of three, I get 500,000 in earnings times three equals $1.5 million. So your incentive planning, hopefully several years in advance of selling your business is how can I maximize the profit that I'm generating in my business? And so this is very different from the step back model where in the step back model, you're gonna invest more in a team to run things for you and systems to run things for you while you're not there. Versus if you wanna sell, you might not wanna invest in all those things because that's going to reduce your profits, right? And um, you're not gonna get as much from your sales price. So hopefully in this quick overview, relatively quick overview of exit strategies, I hope you learned something and I hope that I demystified some of these ideas for you. Because like I said in the beginning, I think many, many women business owners or anybody who does not qualify as like what I'll call the finance bros. And I don't mean that to be offensive. It's just, you know, I come from a finance background where it is a lot of men, specifically white men. And I feel like sometimes this knowledge is gatekept. They gatekeep. I don't know what the correct grammar is here, but this knowledge is like, they don't share this necessarily widely. Like, yes, you can go buy books and you can research it, but it's just not something that like I grew up thinking about, right? I only know all of these things because I worked in the corporate world for several years. And it's something that my husband is into also because he has finance and real estate background. And so it's just stuff that I have educated myself on, but I had to go out of my way to do it. So I think many of you running a business are not aware of these strategies and things that you can do. And so I want you to think about this. And the reason I put this exit strategy episode in the last series where I've talked about building your wealth is because depending on your exit strategy, this will factor into not just how you structure your business, but also your retirement plan. So, you know, really high level, if my financial freedom number, which was, I think, episode 23, if my freedom number is $5 million, then if I'm able to sell my business for $3 million, then that means that I need to, one, structure my business to sell for $3 million, and then I also need to be, along the way, saving up the $2 million. Or not saving up, investing. <laughs> investing in other things to get me that $2 million. And so all of this needs to be like part of your plan because I don't want you to just be kind of running around like on the hamster wheel without an end goal in mind. All of this fits together. And that is why ultimately I do CFO services and I do the tax services structured the way that I do so that we can help think about these things because I think it's really important to get ahead of whatever your exit strategy is, whatever your freedom or retirement strategy is, put the pieces in place now 
So here's your task for this episode. Go and start thinking about your exit strategy. What do you think you want your exit strategy to be? When do you want it to happen? If you want to sell your business, how much do you want to sell it for? And if you want to make $3 million from selling it, if your multiple is three, then how are you going to create seller's discretionary earnings of a million dollars a year, right? How do you structure your business? It all, we start at the end and we work our way back to today, okay? So hopefully this was helpful. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it. (laughs) Please send it to another one of your business friends who needs to learn about finance or business or who's thinking about selling their business potentially. Share it on your Instagram. Tag me so I can see it. My goal here is just to educate as many people as I can about how all of these things work to help you build more wealth from your business. All right. So I hope this was helpful, y'all, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, I want you to go take some action. What's one thing you can do this week to create more profit in your business? Send me a DM on Instagram at youngcocfo and share your action item with me. If you have a question or topic you'd like me to dive into, or if you're feeling empowered about taking charge of your finances, let's continue the conversation. Go to profitandprosper.co to submit a question or topic for me to talk about on the show. And because we all profit and prosper better with friends, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe wherever you listen, and share the episode. Make sure you tag me at youngcocfo on Instagram so I can give you some love, and I'll see you in the next episode.